Want to know how to take your home from lacklustre to blockbuster? Need to know the latest interior design trends? Then you'll be right at home with the Find It, Style It podcast. Hosted by Lauren Keenan, where we show you how easy it is to create beautiful spaces and turn your house into a home you'll love. Find it, style it. Shake it! podcasters i hope you're having a great day wherever you're listening from today it might be at home or in the car on the way to work or even at the gym if you're a very motivated person good on you so welcome to the find it style up podcast we've got a really exciting topic for you today we're going to be talking about home hacks for renters i'm lauren keenan the founder of find it style it your host and i'd like to introduce my co-host scott keenan this is a really good topic we're going to be talking about everybody rents at some point in their life we've rented we've rented together we rented separately this can have its challenges but there can also be some great ways to enjoy your home while you're renting very true and i have lived in some clangers of rental properties <laughs> have you yeah absolutely what's your worst that you've ever lived in oh gee uh, a few dives over over the years for sure some terrible old buildings shocking neighbors um, places with just you know ratty carpet uh, pebble creek ceilings. But then I've stayed in some really nice places too, some places that have been recently renovated, so with new kitchens and bathrooms and the lovely old parquetry floors. I've had a good mix of both. Well, we're very lucky at the moment because we are currently renting while we're waiting for our new house to be built. And uh, we're living in a a brand new rental, which is a real treat, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. But um, That, That feeling when you walk in and nobody else has ever lived in it before. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to touch on two of the clangers that I've lived in. We used to live in Manchester in the UK and we lived in a rental that had a flat roof and we were on the top floor. In winter, when you had the heaters going and you're in bed at night and and you're breathing and what have you, and it was very cold outside, we'd get condensation on the inside of our ceiling in the bedroom. Dripping down onto our our heads. So I think that is probably the worst that we've ever lived in. That was shocking. Another one that I lived in before you and I got together, which was a long time ago, (laughs) was probably the worst house on the best street in um, a suburb in Sydney called Paddington, which back in the day was very was a bit fashionable, you know, maybe not not quite as much now, but an old terrace house. um, Basically, the bathroom was at the back of the house downstairs, would have been outdoors at some point in time, had been covered over, but was still technically outdoors. So every time there was heavy rain, that outdoor hallway, and I'm using inverted <laughs> comma signals here, yep. would basically flood. Oh, um, didn't cause any like backup issues, did it? No, it didn't. But in hindsight, I don't know why you do these things, but when you're 23, 24, you think it's a great idea, living in Paddington, amazing, just crap, utter <laughs> crap, and there's no way to get around something like that. All right, so we're going to get into the uh, some six, six great ideas, really, home hacks for renters to help you navigate your way through living uh, in a rental property and, and, I guess, avoiding a rental nightmare. Yeah, look, I think whether you're new to the rental scene or you're a seasoned pro and you've been doing it for years, the hardest thing about renting is feeling like you can't really make the place your own and that you're stuck with what the landlord's chosen. But I just think it doesn't have to be that way. And, and yeah, we're going to be going through some great tips to help you put your stamp on the rented property that you're in. Let's get stuck into it. You're listening to the Find It, Style It podcast with Lauren Keenan. So my first home hack for renters is perhaps the property could benefit from a fresh lick of paint. I think sometimes renters are hesitant in thinking that a landlord might agree to letting you paint the walls. Well, it's not your place, is it? No, it's not. But you'd be surprised the number of landlords that, you know, give you the go ahead to, you know, freshen up 
up the walls. Free labour. Well, that's the thing. I think as long as you um, talk to your landlord or talk to your real estate agent about it and that they feel like they're being consulted on the colour, then uh, many of them are, are really happy for you to go ahead. And I think if you can do a deal like, well, they buy the paint, we provide the free labour, or they give you a bit of a discount on your rent that month, you, you'd really be surprised how many will agree to it. I'm liking so, the sound of the discount on the rent. Well, you know, you, you walk into a place sometimes and you think, oh, yeah, this is really nice, we could really live here, but it's a horrible beigey, creamy coloured wall. It doesn't go with any of your furniture. would look amazing if it was painted white. Well, go on, give it a go. Just ask the question. I'm guessing then most landlords would probably be more comfortable with a, a neutral colour and not something too adventurous. Oh, of course. And, you know, you've got more likelihood of getting something like that approved if you play it a little bit safe, but still fresh is fresh. And if you can slap a new coat on the wall, it's going to look way better than what it currently does. Okay. And your next tip is one that perhaps if you can't get the uh, the walls painted, there might be a way to cover them up a little bit. Yes. Art is my next tip. I think we've all had an experience where we've moved into a rental property and there are lots of nails and weird hooks hanging out at the oddest of places on the walls and you think, why would anybody ever want to hang something there? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a classic from maybe 10 years or so ago when um, people used to put nails in all sorts of weird places. And you'd have to apply for permission to hang up a picture and it was all just massively just, too, just such a hassle. Too much hassle, yeah. Yeah. Well, things have changed. Things have changed and now every renter's best friend should be the adhesive 3M hook. Thank you, 3M. Yeah. I know there's some other brands out there and we are certainly not sponsored by 3M. Um, but well, if they'd like to sponsor they'd us. like to. But definitely I found that the 3M hooks are the best quality yeah, that's um, right. hooks to go with. And this has just opened up a world of possibilities for renters and, you know, adorning your walls with lovely art. And you can hang some pretty heavy-duty art using these stick-on hooks. They're pretty powerful. They are. And you should – I would recommend people, you know, really do read what how many <laughs> kilos it can take. We did have an instance where we probably should have used two hooks or gone for the more heavy-duty option. It was a large – And, uh, yeah, in the middle of the night we heard a bit of a crash. But that was our fault, yes. not 3M. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my first tip when using hooks would be – Definitely, you know, read work, the packaging. Read the packaging. Work out sort of how heavy your piece of art is, and make sure you go with the right hook for the right weight. And use two hooks if you need to. You know, put put one on each side of the of the wire on the back, so you're just giving it a little bit of extra support. And another tip, which again, it's on the packaging, but it's an easy one to overlook, is to make sure that the wall is clean and dry before you actually mm-hmm. uh, put the stick-on adhesive onto the wall, because that, that's how you can you know really go awry as well as um, overloading the hook. It's making Making sure that it's not actually attached to the wall properly. Exactly. Great tip. And also, don't forget, when you stick it on, you've got to leave it for an hour before you hang up your picture. <laughs> Trust us. Look, we've done all the wrong things uh, plenty of times. It's so great to be able to learn from your mistakes yeah, and share them with everybody else. Share the, sharing them now so that other people don't do the same thing. Okay. So um, you've talked a little bit about art on some other podcasts and also on the blog at findatstyleit.com.au. Mm-hmm. But if you could give people some ideas about what to hang on the wall and what do you suggest? Well, definitely a single piece piece of really large art creates maximum impact and, and that's you know a great way to go. But something I'm really loving at the moment is called the Salon Hang, which is where you get a collection of different little pieces of art. They can be different sizes, different types of frames, different colours. You don't have to follow too many rules here, which mm. probably works really well in a sharehouse situation okay. where you might have different people bringing different things to the table. 
using your adhesive hooks, you arrange them on a wall. Start with sort of something like a focal point in the middle. Maybe it's your favourite piece and build out from there. Things don't have to line up. It's all about creating this kind of organic um, growing artwork, really. And whenever you see something else and you like it, you pop down to Ikea, buy another $10 frame and another $4 hook and add it to the salon hang on the wall. And they can be different frames and different colours, but I I guess you'd probably be recommending that there's something that sort of ties them all together. Yeah, well, actually, we – I don't know if you know this. I don't know if I've told you yet, but we will be um, putting together a salon hang in our home office this afternoon. Very good. The artworks are laid out on the floor, ready to go. Yes, they Um, are. I have just a a small, skinny wall that needs a bit of dressing. So we have four um, smallish artworks – here and there's a few common threads. We've got a couple that have natural sort of oaky coloured frames and then two of the pieces um, have some colours um, in common as well. Yeah, so, some blues. Yeah, some blues. Um, one was a lovely little artwork done by our niece which kind of spurred me on to, to hang some more things up on the wall. So pick some things and find some commonalities and just go from there. There's no hard or fast rules. So by the time this podcast is out there, we'll post a picture of this uh, on Instagram so people can see what your salon hang looks like. We will, at Find It, Style It. On Instagram. On Instagram. So my next home hack for renters is all about rugs. And I think a lot of renters out there will get what I'm talking about when I refer to renter's carpet. <laughs> um, so usually, you know, a, a landlord won't want to spend too much money on the carpet because they're not maybe necessarily sure what kind of tenants they're going to have in there. Yeah, they're so not living in there either. The carpet's normally really cheap carpet. It doesn't feel great underfoot. Um, If it's older, it might have some stains on it. It might feel a bit ratty. So I want you to go out, renters, and buy the biggest, nicest rug that you can afford and cover up as much of that carpet as you possibly can. Now, I know you might be asking me, why would I put a rug on carpet? It's fine. You can put a rug on carpet. That's no problem. You're just covering up that. And then what about some of those you know, newer homes, especially in places like Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne? There's lots of apartments that are coming into the market now. There's been a huge construction boom over the last few years. We're getting a lot more um, properties on the market that have polished concrete floors and timber floors. You know, a rug would go fantastically in those circumstances. Yeah, it would, and I think it would just help to warm up the spaces as well. A lot, often you find with brand new apartments that they're just lacking that little bit of souls. So lots of hard surfaces. Lots of hard surfaces. Um, you know, apartments stacked on top of one another, not always the best insulation. So having some soft furnishings on the floor just really helps to um, stop that noise and you know noise travelling throughout the apartment. So if I'm in the market for a rug today, where are you going to send me? There's a few places I'd send you. I really like West Elm. So you can have a look at westelm.com.au. It's a US um, brand? It is a US brand, but I just find their rugs are quite affordable. They have lots of um, different... Oh, they're great. No, I'm not saying they're not good. I'm just... I know, yeah. <laughs> Giving some context. I, well, I guess I like them because there's a range of different colours and patterns. Um, they have some really nice wool rugs and I'm a big fan of wool rugs. I think they feel really nice underfoot and they last a lot better. And they've got a shop front in Bondi Junction in eastern Sydney, but they've also got a really good website. Yeah, they've got shop fronts all over Australia now. I think it's okay. uh, Brisbane, Melbourne, Perth. Um, so you can definitely find a West Elm in most capital cities in Australia. Uh, my second tip is uh, for shopping for rugs is uh, a business called Langdon Limited.com. That's LangdonLTD.com. Yes, we'll put it in the show notes. Some great colourful rugs there, lots of different textures. My next one would be arrowhome.com. That's A-R-R-O-Home.com. Again, really colourful, lots of fun patterns. I uh, really recommend younger people might like that, uh, that aesthetic to have a look at. 
And another place that I'm really liking, and you might be surprised by this, is Nick Scarly. Okay. Um, I've actually sent a few clients to Nick Scarly because they have some great uh, woolen rugs and some quite sort of textural um, finishes at the moment that look way more expensive than they actually are. That's nickscarly.com.au. Yeah. Now, I work with a lot of clients who rent their homes and they're always so surprised at how gorgeous I can get things looking just by switching up the furniture layout or playing around with colours and accessories. So if you're a renter or a homeowner for that matter who wants to inject a little bit more soul into your home, you can email me at lauren at finditstylet.com.au. I'd love to work with you to show you how I can introduce some of these hacks into your home. And whether you're renting or you own your own home and you're still looking for some inspiration, why not download Lauren's Seven Style Secrets Guide, Making Your Home Look Magazine Worthy. Just go to finditstylet.com.au slash registration. You enter your name and your email and we will send it to you straight to your inbox immediately and it's absolutely free. And with these seven tips, you'll be transforming your home in absolutely no time. So that's finditstylet.com.au forward slash registration. And if you want to work with Lauren, it's lauren at finditstylet.com.au. Now let's get into the next home hacks for renters. This next one is a great one. I think you're going to love it. Have you heard of removable wallpaper? Yeah, I did lots of that uh, when mum and dad uh, got me redoing their uh, <laughs> no, no, old no. 1970s wallpaper no, back you, in the uh, late 90s. You don't need the steamer out to do, to do this. And the scraper. No. A scraper, no. So removable wallpaper is a really great option if you've asked the landlord if you can paint and they've said, no, no I don't think so, I don't want to do that, boo, boo. Uh, and you just can't see yourself living with that wall colour for the next you know, 12 months, mm-hmm. the length of your lease. Okay. So I want people to go and check out removablewallpaper.com.au. They have got some gorgeous removable wallpapers that really look like textured concrete, marble and brick. It's really like amazingly real. When you say it's removable, what do you actually mean? It's still glued onto the wall. There's still glue that goes onto the the wall rather than the paper, but it doesn't damage the wall when you take it off, which is what obviously, you know, renters need to do in order to get their bond back. You want to keep everything ship shape. So it's just, you know, a, a way that you can, in a weekend, transform a room into, you know, giving yourself some beautiful sort of painted brick finish or concrete or marble even. And you don't have to do the, the whole room. No, it is probably out of the, the hacks that we're talking about today. It is it is up there in price. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at about $300 for a roll of uh, removable wallpaper. What would that do, like half a wall or a wall? Or... I guess it depends how big your room is really, doesn't it? Probably for $500 you'd get out of it for, for doing a wall. Yep. Totally transform your space um, and you can take it down when you move out and get your bomb back. So, you know, happy days. Nice tip. And we're still on walls for this next tip, uh, mirrors. Love a good mirror. One of the biggest complaints that I get from clients who are living in apartments, and a lot of my clients are apartment dwellers these days, yes. is the lack of light. Um, unfortunately, in a lot of modern apartments, they tend to put the windows just all down one side. So for half the day, it's get, beautiful and light and amazing. Right. And then as soon as the sun moves, it just turns into this little dungeon. And then I suppose people living in older homes or older apartments, the windows are smaller than what they are in a more modern building. So they have problems with light as well. They do. And, you know, getting some mirrors into your space is going to make the world of difference. So mirrors help you bounce light around a room, depending yep. on where you put them. And also in longer sort of skinnier rooms, which we often see in apartments and in older houses, 
they can make a room look twice as wide as it actually is. So would you recommend large or small mirrors? For me, with something like this, where you're trying to maximise the amount of, of light that you're feeling around your room and really creating a sense of space, bigger is better. It's a bit like art. Go as big as you can afford. And are there any shapes that are on trend at the moment? I always love a round mirror, but I think round mirrors work really nicely in sort of entryways and bedrooms and things like that. But I think in a, in a living space, which is really what we're talking about here, something rectangular. And if it's if it's sideways on a wall above a sofa or above a dining table, then you know you want to go landscape. So we're up to my final home hack for renters, and it is plants. Oh, you're kidding, aren't you? You giving tips on plants? What do you mean? Well, you're exactly a green thumb. I try my best. You have, you do try. I have a fiddle leaf fig, Frida, who is doing extremely well at the moment. Exceptionally well. Yes. I'll give you that. One of the hardest things about making a space feel like your own when you rent is giving it soul. And I think the tendency when you're renting is that you don't want to collect too many things. Yeah, so no, I agree with that. Then you end up with sort of this box that looks a bit soulless. Yep. Um, and I think the one thing that you really should collect is plants. Yeah, and you don't have to be a green thumb, uh, despite me giving a bit of grief over it a minute ago, but you, you don't have to be a green thumb, do you? You don't, and nothing gives a room soul like plants. So if you take nothing else from these tips that we've talked about today, I want you to take this tip that you need to have plants in your home. Especially in, in your rental property, because yeah. if you can't afford you know, $300 rolls of a removable wallpaper or, or a big if you take or... a big mirrors out of your budget, plants, get down to Bunnings, get down to flower power, get down to whoever your local provider is and get some plants. It will absolutely um, uh, enliven your your rental property. It definitely will. I've got a few um, tips for how you should use them as well. So let's go. Floor plants look great in an empty corner, but they need to have height. So you don't want some little dwarfy, piddly thing sitting in the corner. It needs to have a bit of oomph about it. So it could be um, quite a tall plant or it could be a smaller plant that's sitting in um, a plant stand, which are quite popular at the moment. Yes, bronzes and all those sorts of things, aren't they? Yeah. So um, you can... <laughs> Bronze, go with it. Um, so, you know, at the higher end of the of the spectrum, we've got brands like Ivy Muse, which do some beautiful um, plant stands. But you can also find them at places like Adairs and even Kmart and Target. So, depending on your budget, get out there and have a look and see what you can find. My next tip for plants is to look for a variety of textures to create some added interest. You don't want all the same type of plants in your house. You want to have, have a few different types. So, like some cacti, some maiden hair ferns, some fiddly figs. Yeah, so different kinds of greens and different kinds of foliage just to, you know, make it look a little bit more interesting. So there's a couple of things that are popular at the moment that you you might be able to um, find at your local Bunnings or Flower Power, and they are rubber leaf um, trees and trailing plants like ivy, which I think I'd like to get one of those too, just a heads up. And if you're like me and you've got more of a black thumb than a green one, stop laughing. Sorry. You can look out for um, plants like the Zanzibar Gem, which um, I've had one for about a year now and I've seriously watered it, I think, three times. And it actually says on the label, do not water this plant. So perfect plant for me. And the other one is the Peace Lily. Um, you can go on holidays for a month and you'll come home and it'll be all droopy and you'll water it and within you know half an hour it's back to life. So they're my two tips for plants that you can't kill. Fantastic. Everybody needs a couple of those in their locker. Yes. Okay, so six home hacks for renters to help you navigate the rental property to avoid a rental nightmare and actually enjoy the place that you're living, even if it's just for a short period. A new lick of paint, if you can manage to get your landlord to agree to it. Art on the walls, rugs on the floor, 
even if you've got carpet. Mm-hmm. Removable wallpaper is one way to create impact on even just one wall in a room. Mirrors to help bounce some light around and plants to bring soul to a room. Yeah, it's going to make a huge difference. And I think at the end of the day, even when you're renting, you still need to have the place feel like yours and feel like home. And I just don't really want people to feel like they shouldn't be bothered or it's going to be really hard because it's not. We've shown you there's some really simple ways that you can make it feel more like your place. Everybody deserves a home that they love. And even if you're renting, that can be you too. It can be. And the tips we've talked about today are really cost effective and they're pretty simple and they're going to make you really enjoy your home more. So you had some fantastic suggestions for where you can get some of these products uh, and we'll put all of those in the show notes. We will. So you can see those in the iTunes app on Stitcher or uh, on the blog at finditstyleit.com.au. Shake it! You've had some really great guests here on the Find It Style It podcast so far. In episode three, you talked to Kathleen Forster about how she worked with you to transform her Art Deco dump into a breezy Bondi beach pad. Oh, I love it. It's it's really nice to have a, a place to go home to every day that you know that you've created um, and that just feels very warm and inviting. That was a really great project that you worked on and you can see it on the website in the work section, finditstyleit.com.au. Just click on work at the top of the homepage. And we've had a great response to the last episode where you spoke with Amanda Talbot, who does a lot of work for the Maryvale crew. Yeah, look, I've got a bit of a girl crush on Amanda. She's uh, got amazing style and does some beautiful work with Maryvale. To go back and have a listen to Lauren's exclusive chat with Amanda Talbot, uh, where she revealed some new information about Fred's, which is their latest venture here in Sydney. Now, uh, if you like what you hear, don't be shy. Make sure to jump onto the iTunes app and tell us what you think. Like, Update Hell has just done, I assume. <laughs> Someone's that... really hating their renovations right now. Either that or they had a problem with their iPhone at some I don't point. Know. <laughs> um, find it style at Queen. Fabulous. Great podcast, Lauren. So much terrific information. Can't wait for the next one. Another five-star review on iTunes. Well done. And thank you for... Uh, sending that through. Well, that's it for another episode. Well, we've, we've got a busy afternoon now. We've got to go and hang up all these pictures in our little salon hang. Yeah, absolutely, and get them up on the Instagram. The Instagram and the Twitter and the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I just made myself sound about 15 years older than I actually you am. Did. But um, they will be up on our Instagram account, at Find It Style It, by the time that this uh, goes live. So make sure to check that out. And for other inspiration and to see some of the other things that Lauren is working on, whether it's for this podcast for fun or in her projects for her clients. So check that out at finditstyleit.com.au and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks, podcasters. Bye. Follow Lauren on your socials for latest style trends and tips. Just search Find It, Style It and subscribe now for exclusive perks, discounts and updates about store openings straight into your inbox. Go to finditstyleit.com.au.